go to bed. Okay. Uh, we're still in Halakha Tower. We're doing part two of the spray jars and other jars. Uh, we have one this week, by the way? We did have this week, yes. Okay. Um, you can buy the tape and those imports. Together with my vegetarian, have one. What we did last week was an introduction to, um, which is really the part that connects to Halakha Da'od. Halakha Da'od was about what needs Libun. And we spoke with uh, four, re- four criteria, and Yassi pointed out that there are really five criteria for deciding whether clean needs Libun or Hakol. Okay, to just say briefly, the criteria were it has to be a dry pilot. It has to be on the fire or close to the fire. That's the most crucial one for our purposes. Um, it has fire for that means, which we're going to see later, means literally a fire or an electric coil. And near, we define as being close enough that if not for a fan blowing it in, it would still heat but up. We said that this is a constant chemo going on. Let's say microwave. Is that a... Uh, microwave, I don't know the answer, but what it is. It's probably not to age. It's not always, um, but the, it doesn't have to be a constant, it doesn't have to be constant. But there's, there's a, there's a, we've mentioned the premium garden that even if the, um, there's no more fire left in the chamber, it's still considered LH. If you take it off and you turn the fire off and then you put food into it, that's still considered LH. So it doesn't have to be a continuous, like, more pumping in of heat into it. What <coughs> But it was considered, that's considered LH, something as opposed to what he said, that it has to be the fire keep pushing in heat, more heat into it, even though it stopped, the heat that came is, is, is not going to add more heat to it, that's also considered LH. Okay, the third criteria was a Ravidovsky thing, that it has to be over 200 degrees, and fourth was it's only things that have direct contact with the, with the, the food, rather, as opposed to, like, the whole chamber that just has bleas, what, most considered to just be zay coming out of the food. That's a liquid and not a solid, and therefore there's no libel. And Yossi said the fifth one, which was from the week beforehand, which was that if you do heterobola, then you don't need libel either. Okay, those are the five rules of what needs libel. What is this Tony Grisner? You'll watch the videotape and you'll find out. Okay, we'll talk about it afterwards. Okay, so, so that was an introduction to... Uh, it has, that's the part that's with all the dollars, but the introduction to understanding in a, in a dryer, spray dryer is the most prominent of them, but in a, in a dryer, doesn't need Liban or doesn't need Liban usually means it's hopeless, you can't cash it. You have to throw the thing out or change the belt or whatever it is that touches the food. And Hagola is reasonable, Liban Kao is reasonable. So that's an introduction to understanding about dryers. And in fact, I was going to give you something this week, instead of giving you something else, which is, this is a thing about completely about dryers, okay, and that. What we talked about last week is in the introduction part, it's starting on like the second page, for a couple of pages, those problems. Okay. Then, that's really from the introduction side, because the rest of it is about the dryers themselves. You have to have these rules in your head before you look at a dryer and say, well, does it need Libra, does it need alcohol? Okay, so that, that's why that's an introduction. So I mean, even though I usually do not get things out until the end, because it distracts you, I mean, use, cause we're going to use the pictures in here, just to follow along. Okay. Uh, <coughs> The, the beginnings of this actually is from the two, two, I gave you two. It's a mistake. Um, it's, it's actually from a cliff that I did with, with, with Shaw many years ago, but it then followed with other things that came afterwards. Okay, so let's let's do the spray dryers first. You know, they're not first in this in this hand over here. Okay. Okay. The but let's start. With, I have to start with the top system. Um, 25 years ago, I don't know, whenever people first started 
realizing, or considering how they should catch the spray dryers, but when the trials were first starting, 20 years ago, I don't know how long it was, um, the big child was doesn't need leave or doesn't need hagol. That was a main child, and it was like left hanging. Doesn't need leave or doesn't need hagol. Um, the the what I said last week <coughs> that these four rules and four, five rules of how to type leave or hagol is from many years of people haggling and going back and forth till they came to some kind of an understanding. But at that time it was very unclear, and there was very strong belief that it needed leave, um, and therefore. They didn't know what to do. If they need Libun, then they couldn't catch it. <coughs> what did you say? Just stand around and ignore the whole thing. So, no, so what they did was, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a din that says that it used to be that the, they, everybody didn't have their own oven in their house. There was one baker in town, and if the baker was a guy, then you were up the creek because they would use trace stuff. They would use they would use trace in their ovens. So the oven, you can catch it. But what about the the thing that you take the food out of the oven? It's called the marder. So it's like a, in a pizza shop. You see, they use this long stick that they pull for that. Wood. How do you capture that? <coughs> the problem with capturing is that it's made out of wood. <laughs> you can't do libun to something made out of wood. Okay. So the din, so the din is, if the mars is any binyam, you're allowed to use it. Why? Because since people have no choice but to eat bread, to the Russians are less than Yisrael. Since they have no choice but to eat bread, the mela they have to chazal, so to speak, took back. Because or else people would be stuck. They wouldn't have anything to eat. It's in your day. I don't remember what favorite it is. I can find it. Okay, so it's a din of a martyr that something that's something so crucial, therefore you're, you're, as if they took off that xera of Eina B'yam Atu B'yam Atu B'yam Atu Now who is doing it or who was doing it or that the guy was doing it for the eat or he was doing it by himself? I don't know. I'm not sure. But it was being done, yes, but it was done, being done specifically for the Yidden. Yeah, yeah. The Yidden came on Tuesday to buy their food because they hadn't been used since Sunday or whatever it is, whatever the Chesma was. So, Radovsky said, said, to say that we can't cash for any spray dryers would be like a marker. He says it would, it would mean it would, make, it would be such a crimp in the ability of people to have kosher food because so many foods would be cut out that um, therefore we could say the same thing, which is if it's ain't been yoyman, then you could use it. Okay, make it any binyamin. Do whatever kind of cashing you could do to it, because first of all, they didn't know if it needed libun, and even needed hagala. They couldn't make hagala. It wasn't. They couldn't physically pull it off to get a hagala going. So he said, make it any binyamin, and we'll, we'll look at the spray dryer industry as a whole as amarda. And if it's any binyamin, you could use it. That, that was his chiddush that you could do it. Um, so what happened? That was way back when, and for there they made a very serious rule that people don't. You spray dry most of They're not to be really and then they do. They try what they can, um, which, which I know this is not Jewish, but they sprinkle uh, the holy water on it. That's what they do. It comes that cold out of the bottom, thing, and they consider that they cash. Okay, that was what always went on. Then came along uh, ten years ago, um, maybe around there. Rabbi Blugan figured out. He decided. He's going to put his mind to it, and he did loads of time in this, and figured out how you could cash it with Hagola, how you could really get Hagola, boiling water coming out of the thing, which is what we're going to talk about in a second. And at the same time, the halacha part of it was becoming more clear of which ones need leave and which ones need Hagola. <clears throat> so then came back, two questions came back to Rodolfi. One was, if you look at the whole spray dryer industry, you could say this is a marza. But if, you, if, if we could clarify that some need Hagola, some need Libra, and most of them need Hagola. So that is it a marker to use those 
leftover dryers. One of the questions was, somebody walked into a factory that had two spray dryers right across from each other. One, the fire was right on top of the dryer, and one, the fire was very far away. One needed Hagal and one needed Limud. So is that a marker that we have to use the, this dryer and not use that dryer? That, that's a marker? Like, we're such, so desperate to not to be able to use it? Because if you look at the whole industry, you could say that. <clears throat> but if you're looking at it, once you clarify din-wise <clears throat> that some need Limud and most need Hagal, that's okay, so some, we'll have to, some we won't be able to use. That was one question. <clears throat> and from a different angle, a question was, now that Rabbi Blueberg figured out how to do Hagala, and he used to go around from company to company. They would send him to do reviews to companies, and he would tell them, don't do what you're doing now, I'm going to teach you how to capture it for real. And he was able to get out two twelve orders from the bottom? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> he, he did it, I don't know how many dozens of times. Okay, he, your company does it also. Not two twelve. I, I don't. I don't remember the exact number. He was there. Was there. Yeah, 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 there was two hundred. That was the key question. Well, okay, but because most of it is management issues too. I don't think that's okay. a lot. Okay. He 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 used to do it all over the place. So the Shiloh was now that he's able to do it, and now let's say that half the companies that are that are have spray dryers are the right way. So why should we be settled for? Other people just being able to be and do what they can. If he could really do it, so should they make it? Should they insist that they therefore force everybody to do the the right way? So I basically said to both of them, no. He said that you know the 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 rules still of it being able to be and doing what you can is still fine. As we try to slowly progress to getting everybody on, that's that's a hashara of maybe we're too overconfident that we believe that you know we have all settled in this man and, and has to be he he feels what he should do more slowly, which is in fact why there are plenty of places that are still capturing that are still capturing um with this funny method. They let it be any binary, they do their water and whatever. Okay, so what I'm gonna to describe to you is what he or Blue does. Um I, I'm not nearly as technical as he is, so I can't give you every prime of his thing. Um but this is the basics of what he does. Um, to be able to catch the space just to get Hagal to it. And it's assuming that you can do Hagal to it. Or assuming you're willing to do Hagal to it and let it just be in the beginning. First, okay, the first thing is, and this is most people do, they preheat the, the spray jar so that it'll be um, easier to get the water hot later on. Okay? You then, of course, have to turn the fire off when you're spray drying. But they, they preheat the fire. They preheat the spray jar. You'll remember in Halakha Gimel we talked about that the, a clearish that was used out of age has to be captured out of age rather than Shalai Agave Eish, or the Sashayim about that. And L'Chorah over here, what goes on, is that it's a clean, it's the land, it's a clean mission al It's so much al it might even need legal, but it's truly al And we brought up the question there, which never occurred to me before that, which was, why, look, casting is being done Shalai Agave Eish. You, you, put, you, turn, you turn the fire off once you, before you put the water in. You can't put the water in when the fire is on. So Lukhari it's a Klimishan your Kashmir is a Klimishan Shlaigabish, which was a Shiloh. A Mahlik is whether you're allowed to do that. The Pasha said you have to be Mahmur on that Shiloh. And a Klimishan Agabiesh has to be captured also Agabiesh. Okay, so I don't have an answer to that. There's a possible answer we'll see in the next halacha, A possible answer, which is itself very questionable. Um, to say that what we do is considered al That's that's itself very questionable. But it's just worth bringing up that point. Anyhow, the first thing is that you preheat the thing, and then you're going to Pour water on it. Were my things a little familiar? Yeah, okay. I don't know if I'm going to Okay, fine. fine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now, then, then, the next thing is that the, the what people assume that they're going to do when they capture the spray tar is they pour the water through the spray nozzles. That's the easy way to get water into the spray, into the spray tar. Okay, of course, with the spray nozzles, sometimes don't even hit the walls. 
Okay, sometimes they're set up to not even hit the walls. But even if they do, they give it a tiny amount of water. And you really have to put spray balls into it, special cleaning spray balls, not the spray nozzles that are not meant to do this also. However, you have to remember that if you're cashing the spray balls, you have to cash the spray nozzles themselves also. Okay, I, I think I told this TLC. I once went to a place where they were cashing the spray dryer. Did they were using the spray nozzles? But on the, when I walked up to the top of the dryer, I found that there was a whole bunch of spray nozzles. There wasn't just one. There were a whole bunch of them. So they were using one during the cleaning. That has nothing to do with whether they use that one during the cashing. I mean, the spray nozzle is a very small thing, right? So yeah, I, 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 I didn't say that it makes the food trace to the oven. I'm saying it's, a, it's just a matter of sticking another one on and letting the water run through it. So what are you, what are you letting yourself... You shouldn't forget, especially if you use spray balls, you might not even look at the spray nozzle. You have to remember that those pieces, and there are other little pieces, there's shovels and brushes and things like that that get used there also. But whatever it's there has to be captured. It's not, it's not, you can't only think about the dryer and forget about all the little things that you would always capture that any regular person would capture. Okay. Also, another thing is that the people assume they're going to capture the whole thing at once, and really the right way to do it is to do the spray, the drying chamber by itself, and then the duct work separately, and the cyclone separately. Okay, that, that makes it, you could actually pull this whole thing off if you do them separately. And it's, part of doing them separately is, if you look at the picture, look at the good picture. Wait, wait, in the duct. There's a picture here on 19. In the, well, this is not a good picture. Let's, let's look at this picture. In the picture on 19, page, wait, 19? page 19, if you're casting this chamber, the, the chamber then you have to, what they call, blank off the ductwork that you're not using. Which would mean is, you see the right battle line going down there? You have to put a, a blank, they call into that spot over there, straight down to cut off the duct. You put something in there, it keeps the heat inside the chamber. And you, you put, they blank it off, or you put something in there, you put a balloon, there's things that they put into there to keep the heat from escaping. Are you doing that while you're heating the heat? No, coming? before. That's in preparing the chamber. When, you, when you're heating up the chamber. Before you heat the chamber, the, the, somebody will have to put something into there so that the heat stays in. Excuse me. The problem heat. is, the spray drive is heated by the air. Yes. Right? It's not just the fire, right? Mm-hmm. The air has got to go somewhere. Okay, okay, you're right. Okay, so maybe the blank has to be put in the air. We're blocking the system over here so that when you're going to be casting in this chamber over here, the heat is going to stay inside. And you close the water and it's going to for the heat to get over here. Science is not important. 
it, well, that's what happens. When you spray water into it, the water sucks in all the heat from the chamber, and the, that's why the water comes out cold. Some of the water boils, and the rest of it comes out cold. So what you, if you keep running it around and around, you'll build up enough heat in there that you'll overcome that evaporative cooling, and you'll eventually have just, the whole thing will come out boiling. Okay? If you cycle it around enough, you will come out with water that's boiling. Okay, in spite of Jesse's argument. Okay, you come with water this one. Now, sometimes the, the kettle can't handle it, meaning you're putting it back to a kettle that just can't heat up fast enough. It's not meant to do fast heating. So you, you, it took you an hour to heat up all that water. Now you put it to the spray dryer, it comes back in for, for two seconds to run through. It doesn't heat up enough. Well, it's uh, pretty hard when it comes out. It's not in another hour. Right, but it usually comes out at 150 degrees. You know, the first time you go through, it's going to come at 150 degrees. It's not going to come at, at catching. It's, it's not at 50, it's not at 60 degrees like outside, but it still needs a lot to go. You wait for the boil, so you send it through. You can wait for the water to boil, but when you put boiling water through the, the first time, the vapor will cool it off. It will come out at 150 degrees the first time. So now you send it back to the kettle. If the kettle took an hour to heat the first time, how much heat is it going to get in the 10 seconds that it sits there? You're talking about heating up the kettle and sending it through the spray bowls. Yes. From the kettle through the spray bowl, it's going to be pretty loud faster than, than going through a novel. Right, of course. It's a lot of water. Of course, it's going to go, and that's why you, you're going to circulate the water back. You, like he said, why start with water, fresh water? Take this 150 degree water and send it back again for a couple of passes. So sometimes, in, in plenty of cases, if the if the kettles can't handle it, either they put a couple of kettles, so it goes from one to the other to give more chance to heat, or they'll put a direct steam injection along along the lines called a, a, a pick heater. In the line is the heat, putting steam right into it. The kettle. In not well, not in the kettle. It's in the line between the oh, kettle and the dryer. In that pipe that's going there, they're directing, they're putting steam right into it to give the water an extra boost to get up the temperature. Okay. I, I can imagine that they also do it in, in spray dryers like right in, in Inova, which is not just big spray dryers. And three-story spray dryers. No, the, those big ones were like his like bread and butter. He loved those. Like that, that was his kind of a place. It's probably like 212 degrees in those places. Yeah. Did you yeah. Use your I, I don't remember how many how I saw this thing, but he held, he's retired now. But he, he does it, that was his thing, that was like his life. You know I mean? Again, he would have to cajole and fight, and he knew he also had a tremendous, he knew, he spent so, so much time on this, that he knew the the ins and outs of this. And he would tell them, well, we got to change this, so we got to open, oh, raise this pressure on the other thing. And he knew all this like, kind of stuff. I mean, so him and the engineers were like really, like, you know, talk to each other. Yeah? <laughs> You have to see him in action. Okay. Anyway, so that, that's the basics. Okay, uh, again, we're not going to get to do it as well as he did. We, we can't pull it off. But just like oh, by you, they get it, even if you said to over 200 degrees, that means they're doing something reasonably right because the normal person who crashes gets at 150. And then it goes through the cycle and comes out at 110 degrees. comes out nothing. It comes out cold. Um, so he, this is what he should do. And then move this to, now to the next thing, to the cyclone. And move it to the top, each piece one at a time. And he was able to pull it off. Okay? That, that's the... But Paul Hussier said, said what he does, okay, or as much as I say, as much as we understand what he does, okay? Um, okay, so now I'm going to, really, you have to try. I don't, you do, I know, and you do your company. I don't know what other ones we, we have. We don't have a, they would do so much of that. They don't do it. H.B. Taylor. Right. The, the, the RC there um, has another thing about that. There, there, it's, it's, that's not, whatever, it's a joke. Okay, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> do we get... Leave one by any of these places? I mean, I, 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 I,
full of water. Oh, because we're using it to be using out a hose, right? Right. Yeah, we used to use a spray nozzle. It was no garnish. I what? It does go through a spray nozzle. Oh, it goes through a spray nozzle. It goes a spray nozzle. So that's so much water, I guess. The amount of water, some some uses more. It's full of water. Okay, well, no, okay. Water, I mean, we'll yeah. get it a different time. Alright. Some flavor combination, we say, love, and Genesis, what? Flavor combination. Theirs is all kosher. They don't. Oh, I believe it's okay. Wait, let's just. Wait, wait. That's what I get at. Okay. Let's do some other dryers. Okay, let's do some other dryers. First of all, just to learn about the dryers, but also to apply these rules about when you do leave and alcohol. Okay, the first one, I don't know if you guys have seen it, so if you have, we're not going to do all the ones that are in here. We'll do some of them on page 10. Page 10. <laughs> so These are drum dryers. Okay, a drum, page 10. A drum? Drum dryer. Dryer. <coughs> but what it does is, this takes stuff that's like pasty and turns it into a powder, into flakes. Pasty, but Pasty, like, it takes like potatoes, you know, mashed potatoes, okay, it's like a paste of mashed potatoes. You plop it onto this in a very, very thin layer, and it comes off like a sheet of, and then you just grind up that sheet, and it's like flakes. Okay, like potato, instant potatoes comes off of a drum dryer. That's what it comes from. Okay, and what you do is like this. You have this huge drum, okay, and it's made of very thick metal, and long and huge, and the inside of it is hollow. And what typically, what it is, is the inside is filled with steam. So if you could think of this thing, the inside is filled with steam, the walls are reasonably thick, it's burning hot the walls. And then you drizzle onto it a tiny, a very thin layer drizzles onto this thing. The drum, I'm sorry, it rotates. This drum is rotating, and you drizzle onto it a thin layer of, of this liquidy, mushy stuff. And in the 10 seconds that it takes from that drizzle to hit from the top of the circle to the edge, it already dries. All the water boils off. You're putting a pretty thin amount, and this, the, the, the thing that's hitting it is burning hot, <coughs> and the water just boils right off of it. And the stuff like gets caked onto it. To the point that if you look at the picture, you see there's a blade, a scraper, that as the thing turns, if you look at this picture, as the thing is turning to the clockwise, as it's turning clockwise, it's hitting the scraper blade, the big fat line, the big black line, and the scraper scrapes the stuff off. So that it can come around and get some more stuff sprayed onto it again. Okay? So it has, it has just a few seconds between the time it sprays onto it until it hits the scraper, and it, it, it dries on instantaneously, and it scrapes off into a, like a long sheet. It looks like a, what it looks like, like a sheet of paper. Okay, the stuff comes like paper coming off, and then you just grind it up, and, it's up, and it turns into flakes. <clears throat> okay, so the the drum, the this thing does not have a fire to it. Kamat never that has a fire to it. It's usually just steam filled up with steam, and the way so it needs hakala. And the way you heat, the way you capture it is reasonably easy also, which is you fill the chamber back up with steam, okay, to get it hot, and then. Uh, when it's nice and hot, you can spray water on it at a slow pace. Hot water, spray hot water onto this burning hot chamber, onto this burning hot drum, and it will boil as it hits it. Okay? And the, the chokhmah here is to not put too much water or else it won't boil, and to not put too little water or else it will turn into steam. Okay? The chokhmah here is to get the right amount of water that should be liquid. Where do you get the water from? From, from like a steam jetty. From a steam jetty, from some, some way to... Hose. From a hose. From a hose. A, 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 a company has a... a, a Steam and water mixing hose. What well, is it? The hose right. instead of hot and cold water. One side is steam, one has water, and the water can come out of it any temperature you like to. So you want to shoot that water that's beeruch boiling. Beeruch boiling. If it goes too high, it'll come out of steam. So you put a beeruch at boiling, and it hits this this thing, 
and you have to slowly go over each part of it to make sure you hit every spot. You don't what, what, what's wrong if it turns into steam instantaneously off the drum? Because it has, you have to touch it with water. It's water. Okay. It's if, it's it, if, it, if it is water and then it's if, if it hits it and boils instantaneously, that's fine. Right. Besides, it shouldn't come out as steam right out of your hose. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And any place in the world you can catch it with live steam? Uh, no, Moshe says it's a shadow, and you should be back on it. He doesn't think for sure that it does. He says it's better to not do it. Um, I'm not, not someone who's. People hold it. So, okay, so it's it's, it's not so complicated. What's in, what's in what's funny, but what's more complicated than the cashering is that, first of all, there's a lot of places where food can get stuck in here, like on the scraper blade and things like that. There are places where it gets stuck. And you have to remember, like I said last time, the cash of the little pieces. There are mama shovels. As the stuff comes from there are guys sitting there with shovels, and there's brushes, and all kinds of other things that are used here that, aside from the drum, you can't forget about all the little pieces that need to be cashed, which are easier to cash. They're not they're complicated to cash, but you can't just forget about them. What did you say? They just go stick them to a camel. Right, so it's easy to cash. I'm just saying you have to remember to cash. It's not like it's hard to cash. You just have to remember that. Okay. Then, uh, skip some pages, okay, to page. Okay. Now, here's enough community between a, uh, the cases we talked about, whether it needs Hagol or Liba. Okay, there's something called a rotary dryer. Okay, a rotary dryer means that, which means that you, you have, again, a long shell. Okay, we're on 14, 15, 16, like. Okay, you have a long shell. You have a long shell. And what the, a rotary dryer means is that you're going to, it rotates. And the food, in a drum dryer, the food's on the outside. In a rotary dryer, the food is on the inside. And the thing r- turns around. And as it turns around, the food is getting, like, stirred up. The thing is not full. The thing has a certain amount of food in it. And as it turns, it's like churning the food. Okay? So the food gets turned over and over. Let's say it takes a few minutes until it gets from one side to the other side. And at that time, it has a chance to dry. Okay? It's not on the outside, it's on the inside of the drum. And as the thing is rotating, it's, it's churning the food around and around. The food is getting a chance to get dried off, and by the time it gets at the other end, it's dry. Okay? That there's, there's two ways, there are two ways to have, to have a rotary dryer. One is, what's on page 14, which is indirect rotary dryer, which means is the thing that heats that dryer is steam coils. Okay, there are steam coils running through the center of it, making the thing hot. Okay, as far as our, as far as we're concerned, that's considered off the fire. There's not that fire in there, there's just steam tubes in there, so you can catch that with alcohol, which is really easy to catch with alcohol, because you just gotta fill it up halfway with water and let it rotate. Okay, turn on the steam, let it rotate, and it'll water will boil and you catch the whole thing. That's easy to catch it from that side because heating it does only need high Okay, and it's meant for heating things up, but heating things up. That's the easy one. Turn to page sixteen, that's a direct rotary dryer. This is used like by coffee beans and I uh, so last week and they make smoke with this kind of thing. Here there's a fire in the middle of this chamber. And what's turning around, what's turning around the things are just floating around, there's no steam chamber. There's mom's a big fire burning in there. That thing needs lebon. Okay, if that thing becomes trafe, loyal layman, that thing needs that thing needs lebon. Okay? You know, and I I'm not maybe it could do lebon to itself. Maybe it can handle, I don't know. I doubt it. Usually things that need lebon are hopeless and you can't catch them. But here's an opportunity. This is on the fire and the other rotary dryer is off the fire because it's not it's using heat but instead of a fire it's using steam. Okay, so that's the that's the opportunity uh, uh, of things that we do. One other thing for these rotary dryers, it's worth knowing. If if you'll read all these pages, you'll see this thing. There's something called back mixing. Okay? Just the concept is worth mentioning, which is a lot of things that you want to make dry in order to be dry to dry them out, the thing the slurry that you make beforehand comes out too wet. 
too moist to even go into the dryer. So what you do is, they put a certain amount of yesterday's product in. They take some of yesterday's powder, they put it into the slurry that they made, and that makes it a little drier, and they can put it into the dryer. Then, so what they do is, for every 100 pounds that they make, 5 pounds goes back into the last batch. Okay, so they keep, so there's like a line going from the end, most of the stuff is going off to be packaged, and a little bit goes back to be mixed into the slurry to make the slurry a little thicker. Okay? That's all good, that's all good and fine. There's only one problem. We're starting a kosher run on Monday. Okay? And we're going to run a week long of kosher run. So on Sunday they come to kosher, Monday they start up the kosher run. Where are they going to get powder from to start off the run? You can't start this thing until you have powder from yesterday or from the run that was five minutes ago to start the run. So where are they going to get kosher stuff from to start the thing off when they're just starting the kosher run today? So, uh, I know, so why do you need powder to start? The slurry, the, the mush that you want to dry off is too watery. Right. And if it goes into the dryer, it's not going to get dry. If there's too much moisture in there, the dryer can't get all the moisture out. Right. So you have to make it a little thicker and a little drier before you could put it into the dryer. So how do you make it thicker? So you could... How do you do it the first time? So ask me to ask <laughs> So the answer the is... first time, they got it to the other place. This other place, you get it from the other place. You can put, put in potato starches, you put something else in to make it thicker also. I mean, I think are, there are ways to get around this problem. What I'm saying is that what they want to do is, what they want to do is, the system is built to take a little bit from the end of the line, and it like gets fed right back into the beginning line. No, I'm not saying that it's a problem. The thing is, you have to just have your eyes open that somebody might want to put powder in from yesterday to get the thing started. No, don't put powder from yesterday. Just, uh, just, just take your risk. Could you put in the so that stuff is, that thing was kosher, it was just kosher of Hanan. Okay, good. So, so that's a shot. So you deal with that. I'm, I'm not telling you the solution to the problem. I'm just telling you that you should yeah, know such a thing, especially in these road retrials. That's where it is, that they want to put in some powder from yesterday. If some of the system is even built like that, with just an extra line going bad, then you just, just be aware of it. Okay. Another common drawer that there is, we're not doing all these, is on page 18. 18 and 19. The picture's on 19, which is a conveyor drawer, which is, it's a long, long belt. Okay, the belt goes on as hours it takes to go through the chamber. The picture's on 19. The picture's on 19. Um, it's at the, it takes a long time to go through, and it dries very, very slowly. Use this for, like, breakfast cereal. Because if you use too high of a heat, you're going to ruin the food. So you, it's for something that can't handle very high temperatures. So how are you going to dry it? Usually the, you use a lot of temperature to get it boiled with water. So this is a very slow process. You're like evaporating the water out of it at a low temperature. It's for a low temperature, long time dry. Yes, that's correct. Oh, really? that's but, I mean, that's, I, nobody calls it like that because it doesn't sound good. But that's, yes, that's effectively that's what it is. It's a, it's a low temperature for a long time. And it goes sitting through belts. It goes on and on and on and on and on through belts. Okay? At the place that we talked, they talked about this. This, they, their chiddush was to mix this with a different kind of dry. Do so half of this and half of that. So the the these it sits on these belts forever. Okay. So either you just have a long belt that goes on for a half a mile, or they stack them like in the picture. Okay. It makes it easier. In the first belt into the second belt, and there's the mile of having a lot of belts that it drops from one to one. Is that the product gets mixed up also as it drops off the belt? What happens if you have a big bed of stuff that's this high? How's the middle going to get dry? So every time it falls onto the next belt, it mixes it up a little. Okay. So these belts potentially could be legal. Okay. This, this is a potential problem here because meaning you have to replace these belts uh, or have, let's say, separate belts for milk and pyro, unless this thing is so low that it's such a low temperature, it's under 200 degrees, that you get over the Rabbi Delsky while you don't need to do Liban. Okay. But that's not so common, but that's possible. 
Okay, but these kind of things they go on endlessly. Mouse like long as anything, um, and that's a different kind of a drive. Okay, one more that I'm going to do. One more that I'm going to do, um, with your permission, is um, food bed drives. Actually, most wanted to hear this, but he's not here. A uh, fluid bed dryer is on page 24. Okay, a fluid bed dryer. Now, a fluid bed dryer, not only is it itself a dryer, in some cases they put it together with a spray dryer. I mean, the spray dryer gets it pretty dry and the fluid bed finishes it off. Okay, a fluid bed dryer cannot dry liquid. What it's for is things that are pretty dry and it finishes off drying for them. Like honey? No, you can't put liquid. A liquid, so you can't put honey into the thing. Too much oil. No, you put in other items. Right. You put in. You could put in. They put in sesame seeds that are toasted that are need a drop more drying off. Okay. For whatever reason, they come up. That was their example. That they come in reasonably dry and they need a little more. Or let's say it comes out of a spray dryer. Fluid bed. I'm going to tell you why it's called a fluid. Oh, it's not for fluid. That's not why it's called a fluid bed. No, it's called. I'll tell you why it's a fluid bed. Like something comes out of a spray dryer, it still has too much moisture in it. They put it to the thing and it finishes it off. Okay, so it's coming in relatively dry. Now, a food bed dryer looks like this. It has a, a bed. Okay, let's say the bed is the size of this table. This is like a normal size of the table. Okay, and it's got a thousand holes in it. It's like a screen. This whole thing is, the whole table is a screen. And you drop, we'll use sesame seeds, it'll be easy to hear. You drop the sesame seeds on, because well, what's going to happen to them? They're going to fall right through the holes. Right, what you do is, you have hot air blown up from underneath the table, through the, the bed, through the, through the screen, okay, this hot air blowing up through the screen, which means is when the, when the sesame seeds come down, instead of falling through the screen, they're going to be held up, they're levitated by the, yeah. by the air that's holding them up, which dries them and holds them up. But if you think about it, what's going to happen is, the, the, the seed is going to fall down, and it's going to hit the hot air, which is going to push it up. Then it's going to get a little too high, away from the heat, it's going to drop back down again. Okay, what's going to happen is, the, the stuff that's on the food bed looks like it's like moving. Okay, it looks like a pot of boiling noodles. Okay, it, the whole thing is going up and down and up and down, and it's, it's a fluidized bed. The bed of, of sesame seeds look like they're a fluid, like they're bubbling. Okay, they're not really, so it's called a fluid bed because the, the bed of product looks like it's a fluid, like it's like bubbling up and down. It's really solid, but it looks like it's floating up there. It's like bubbling around on top there. That's why it's called a fluid bed. Okay? And it's built in such a way that the air, not only does it dry it, it pushes it along the way. Okay, it moves it down, so that the, the, the things move from the left side to the right side, and they come out dry when they come to the end. Okay, so it's called a fluid bed. It does not take fluid. No, I'm sorry. That's not clear. It should be clear. But it takes pretty dry stuff and it dries them by pushing them along the thing. Um, it's like an oven, really. It's like an oven? It's not like a dryer. Well, it, okay, you call it you want to. I mean, dry herbs, you, you know, dry, 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 you know, you can call it a dry roast. Um, okay, well that's more like roasting. The, the, the lines you dry and roasting is not so clear. But, oh, but like that thing, what we had, the, the belt dryer would be used for something like, like drying off herbs. You want them to dry slowly. They sit there and spend 10 hours going across the thing. Okay. So the, the fluid bed, now over here it's important to know what's heating up the fluid bed. What, where's the hot air coming from that's coming from underneath this table, underneath the, the, the deck, what they call it, the screen. <laughs> if it's a fire, if it's a fire, then that deck needs leave on. And if it's steam coils, which it usually is, usually it's hot air blown over steam coils, then you just need a goal to it. Okay, so someone's got to stick their head there and find out if it's a fire, and if it is a fire, if, is the fire close enough 
that it would need Libun. Is it close enough that it would give heat without having uh, without having uh, the fair going there? Would it give heat or would it not give heat? So you should know whether this thing needs Libun or Hagol. Okay, so here's a place, usually it's Hagol, usually it's just steam coil, but people, people walk with an assumption that it needs Hagol, it really needs, you have to look at it, you have to find out what's heating this fluid bed in order to know that it's, that it needs Hagol, and then the Hagol itself is more complicated. Um, the, at the first, water, water, the right, you really, you have to do a spray bowl. At first I thought you could do Libun Kal to it. I said, why don't you use the heat coming from underneath it to do Libun Kal? Okay, it doesn't work very well because the fluid bed is built to have different heat settings in different spots, and it's not really meant for. You know, you, they, they, there's a science to knowing how to. That first you heat a little bit, then more, and then more, and it, it's not like adjustable that you can make it the whole thing burning hot and do leaving cow. I, I don't think that's really Lamaisa to do leaving cow. In theory, you could, but I don't think that Lamaisa is going to. You could pull it off. I mean, that Hagol is going to be the only way that it's going to work. Um, okay. Anyhow, the rest of this. The rest of this is for your reading pleasure. I know you have nothing else to do. You can, you know, there's, there's really plenty in here. What we're not going to do now is, what I would want to do, we'll do it later, is one is the cyclone. The cyclone is, the cashing is pretty straightforward. The cyclone at the end of this document is about what they call collection equipment, which means that after you dry the thing, now you have to separate the finished product from the air. That's a chokma by itself to separate the product. That's not another cycle. That's far away from the Yes, it needs to be So it's just there's, there's three types of collection equipment that, that clean the air from the product: a cyclone, a big house, and a scrubber, a wet scrubber. And those three could go with any dryer. Any dryer needs something afterwards to separate the air from the product. Um, the cyclone is looks like a dryer. It doesn't work like that, but it looks reasonably like a dryer, uh, and it. Um, and it needs Hagol as done with the dryer. Big has a Mirtashem, if we remember. I will do when we get to Halacha Yitzchet, which is about cashew fabric. That's the shadow there. A big house is full of fabric. That has its kind of shadows with And this wet scrubber, which is not possible for this kind of equipment, but a wet scrubber is really goes with the distillation concept, tough and base.